Muy buenas tardes. What's cracking, everybody, man? It's your boy, El Profe, Streets the Professor. Once again, bringing the new podcast to you all. Hits off the streets. That's right, baby. We are up here representing Mesa, Arizona. And I got one of the most talented ball players coming out from Nogales, Arizona. The one, the only, Marcel Renteria. Say what's up, Dad. What's up, my man? Thank you for having me, bro. It's an honor. It's an oh, honor to be on the show, yeah. bro. It's a pleasure, bro. It's a pleasure. You, to me, are family. Absolutely, baby. We Absolutely. all grew up yep. together. We all hung out together. Parents hung out together. I graduated with your sister. I hung out with you when you were younger. And now you're doing it big time, Doc. Uh, I appreciate it, man. Yep. I mean, family, friends, you said it best, bro. We're family. And like I said, it's an honor to be here, bro. I'm yeah. excited. Oh, yeah. Big time, man. Hits off the streets, man. El Profe, always bringing you the big time guest. Always doing it bigger and better. And you know what? Today is an honor to have this kid, this young man here with me. I've seen him grow up. I've seen him play ball. I played against him. I coached against him. And let me tell you something, man. He has a big, bright future with the New York Mets. Thank you, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Oh, man. It's a pleasure to have you. Once again, thank you for the time. Uh, today's uh, show is sponsored by Hype Graphics. Graphic design, merch creation, decals, and stickers. That's right. Check it out. Mesa, Arizona. Hype Graphics. So what's up, Marcel? Go ahead and rep yourself for a little bit. Go ahead and introduce yourself to listeners and say what's up, man. How's it going, everybody? Uh, just I can't do a better intro than you did, my man. I appreciate the love, but you know my name is Marcel Renteria. I'm currently a minor leaguer with the New York Mets. I've uh, been playing ball my whole life. Got drafted in 2017 and been chasing the dream ever since, man. Um, you know, just been. Uh, from Nogales, went to Pima Community College, then went to New Mexico State, and thankfully have the opportunity to be where I'm at right now, man. So let's go ahead and talk about baseball for a little bit, man. I'm a huge yeah. baseball fan, a big baseball person, too, as well. I got to play big time, too, as well, play college right. ball. Played in the College World Series 2, Division 2 with Phoenix College. And uh, what got you thinking, you know what, I'm going to be a baseball player? Man, it kind of, that's actually a funny story, man. Baseball always came natural to me. Uh, you know, growing up, I played multiple sports. Um, I always loved basketball. I always loved football. But when it came to baseball season, man, it was just one of those things that, you know, it's like riding a bike. And, uh, you know, usually you get highly recruited and out of high school, man. I didn't have much. Uh, Pima Community College came two weeks before I graduated. And I had a simple conversation with my pops, man. He was like, are you sure you're done, like, with baseball? And I remember being in math class kind of thinking, like, bro, I don't, I'm not done with this yet. So, you know, called up the coach and said, yeah, you know what, I want, I want to go to Pima. And from there, it just kind of took off, man. They gave me the opportunity and a lot of doors open from that moment. That's excellent. So you had a talk with dad. Yeah. Uh, big shout out to George Renteria, yes, man. Yes, sir. So what influence did your father have on you? Besides uh, Miss Barbara, too. Hi, Miss Barbara. Yeah. How are you doing? <laughs> uh, what influence did your family have? Because you're big in family. We're big mm -hmm. in family. And that's what I'm saying. You're family to me. So what influenced them or what had what influences did they have on you making all these decisions? I mean, honestly, shout out to mom and dad. Um, you know, I wouldn't be the person that I am today without them. 
And they just been, you know, a part of my whole journey, man. From Little League, I remember they used to drive me to, whether it was Douglas or Benson for any All-Stars, you know what I mean? Um, to Tucson when I was a little older playing travel ball. They they just enjoyed it. You know, it was always a family thing. My brother George, my, my sister Celeste, they always, you know, went out and supported. And Big shout out to Georgie. Big yes shout sir, out to Celeste. Yes sir. Shout out to, to the siblings, uh, you know have great older siblings great role models but uh yeah my family kind of put the ball in my hand man you know what i mean they always saw that i had joy in it and uh when that opportunity came you know my, my dad kind of knew he knew that i wasn't ready to you know go study i had a great opportunity at the university of arizona I had free school I was going to go into like a medical program just because i had good grades excellent and uh you know, my dad was just like, bro, are you, are you sure you're done? You know what I mean? And it was just that simple talk at breakfast, man. It was that simple talk where I really got to thinking. And uh, my dream was always, you know, play college ball. Yeah. Um, obviously, we wanted to play in the big leagues when you're growing up. But now that I had that opportunity and, you know, coming from the man who put the ball in my hand, I was like, you know what, bro? Like, he's got a, he's got a point. Like, I, he, he told me, he's like, bro, you could always study whenever. You know what I mean? But baseball, you have this opportunity. You're young. He's like, why not take it? And I did, and thankfully I listened to Pops, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And that's one thing that I like to explain to all my listeners. You were a athlete, but most important, a student athlete, yep. which was very important. And for all you listeners out there and young listeners, being a student athlete talks highly about you. Okay. And you heard him himself. He had the chance to go study at the University of Arizona, Bear Down. And pursue an education. Yet he went with option B, but was which was option A at the same yeah. time. But at the same time, father said, "Hey, you know what? Live your dream first because education will always be there." Mm -hmm. But you still made an education for yourself. You went to Pima and to New Mexico, so you still got an education while you were playing baseball. Yeah, and honestly, it kind of opened the doors. I mean, Pima, you know, they paid for my basics the first two years. And then, uh, you know, Coach Mangrum, Coach uh, Green, and Coach Brown, they were they were the main coaches at New Mexico State. They came and watched, and, you know, they, they offered me the opportunity and thankfully got a full ride to New Mexico State as well. So got a free education, got to play baseball, and thankfully I graduated from there too, man. Graduated uh, individualized studies, but with a focus in education, you Excellent. know, family educator, sister was a teacher when I was growing up. Congratulations to you. Thank you, man. Thank you. My brother was a teacher. Now my sister is the super uh, assistant superintendent. My yeah. brother's the assistant principal at Sunnyside. So education's always there. And Excellent. You know what I mean? I, I just had great role models and great opportunity, man. But yeah, school was very important. Paid. F um, it actually gave me a free education and I uh, couldn't be more thankful for that. And that's very important to have people pushing you, you know what I mean? Uh, especially having the family that you have and the ties that you have. So talk a little bit about Pima Baseball. You went to a two-year school instead of jumping into a four-year school. What was the tra transition from high school to a JUCO college? You know, JUCO, it's funny, man. When you say you're going to JUCO, everyone's like, okay. Like, they don't really say much, but JUCO really opened my eyes, man. It gave me the opportunity to kind of transition out of high school you know you're on your own uh you're cooking on your own you're doing your own laundry just growing up things you know you're starting to grow up a little bit and uh it was an easier transition school wise but it also opened my eyes baseball wise because there was so much talent and uh 
you know, you don't have that big D1 stuff where you get all the gear, all the cool facilities. It was just kind of gritty, man, but I loved it. Yeah. I loved it, man. Yeah, it's a grime, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's Every a grime, day, bro. yeah, just survive. There you yeah, go. Yeah, it, it's a grime, bro. And it was just kind of like, you know, we call it dirtbag baseball. You just got to, you have nothing to show, just your heart, you know what I mean? So it was just one of those that I became addicted, man. I really loved the game. I loved the grind. It's like a drug, huh? It really is, bro. Sports are like drugs. It, it really is, man. And <laughs> But the good drugs, please, don't get that <laughs> twisted. <laughs> yeah, man, I had uh, Coach Heisey, um, one of the, you know, hard-nosed coaches I've ever had. Uh, coach Eccles was my pitching coach. He he was kind of like the loving coach, you know what I mean? So I got I got the best of both worlds. Um, you know, shout-out to Pima Aztecs. You know, they, they started everything. My heart's there. And uh, it was just a lot of fun, man. It was a lot of fun to start my journey there and fall in love with the game of baseball. Now, before we get to New Mexico uh, State, right? Yes, sir. The, New Mexico State. The Aggies, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, the so the Aggies have had a lot of kids come from Nogales to go mm -hmm. to that university and play. Were you basically the person that started <laughs> all of it? Or? Uh, I mean, yeah. Hum humbly, I'll say, you know, I mean... I opened doors, and I can say that because if it wasn't for Keith Zuniga... Yeah, um, big shout-out to the Zuniga yeah, family, too, as well. Yeah, Keith Zuniga actually opened the doors for me at Pima. You know what I mean? Um, told Coach Eccles about me, and uh, they went to go watch me at a, at a Pueblo game, and right there and then, they offered me, man. So it's just one of those things where, you know, being being good people, first and foremost, and hardworking like Keith was at Pima, you know, gave me the shot. So when I went to New Mexico State, you know, I wanted to carry kind of the same character, And uh, from there, my cousin Kevin Jimenez was in high school, and Coach Green started recruiting him. And then it just kind of started off from there. You know, we had a lot more kids come from there. And, you know, it came back around where Keith uh, ended up being the pitching coach and interim head coach last year. So yeah. it was pretty cool to see family at my alma mater. And uh, it's just crazy how things work, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Everything comes around in circles. Yes, and, and that's a life lesson right there, bro. No doubt. Because no doubt. it does. And yeah. for all you guys out there, too, as well, Uh, Mr. Zuniga now is out uh, in Hawaii, so mm -hmm. we want to wish him the best of luck out there in Hawaii, too. And we also want to uh, wish all the families out in Maui right now a uh, quick recovery, and uh, our prayers are with you, too, as well. Absolutely. So Absolutely. Um, that's awesome, bro. That, that's great. It's a great story, man. Just to have a young, talented kid like you, especially from the hometown of Nogales slash Rio Rico, because that's who we represent. Yep. We represent the Santa Cruz County Valley. You know what I mean? And um, so before we even jump to the New Mexico State part, when you were in high school, I got to uh, play against you because I was a coach at Rio Rico High School, right. me and uh, Eli Doyle. And it was fun because that rivalry that we have down there between Rio Rico and Nogales, it's still brand new. You know what I mean? Yep. It's still a transitional period for the both high schools. Mm -hmm. But what was high school baseball to you what did it mean to you especially with coach favela and a lot of the baseball players that you played with because i know a couple of them are still playing mm -hmm. uh they might be playing semi-pro baseball right. i know uh alan garcia is playing pro baseball in mexico mm -hmm. i know justin is out there yep. still playing too as well shout out to justin my cousin yes, uh keep on working hard mijo and uh what was it like to be from a small town because i know when we go out And play teams, they fucking hate us, bro. Yeah, they they do, fucking man. hate Nogales, they do, man. especially the rep that we have. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, and then absolutely. us going and kicking their ass is one of the best feelings there is, ain't it? <laughs> absolutely, <there? laughs> man. Yeah, no, it was cool, man. I mean, in Little League, I actually played for Rio Rico Little League. You know what I mean? With the whole boundary rules and everything. Um, I got to represent Rio Rico. We actually beat Nogales the first time in All Stars. So, you know, I had that little little bit of pride in me, you know what I mean, be able to say beat Nogales. But then when it came to high school, 
Um, like you said, just a whole bunch of uh, great ball players. Like you said, Justin, one of my brothers. We still work together in the offseason. Aloysius Cruz, Alan, played football together. Um, just being in an Apache, man, it's a style of baseball, like you Very said. Very much so. Yeah, it's a style of baseball, man. It's kind of like gritty, you know, take everything and leave nothing. And uh, that's kind of the attitude that, you know, of baseball that I just continued. You know, I just continued when I went to Pima and New Mexico State. So our biggest thing was to win state. Um, you know, that, that was my attitude and my dream the whole uh, – all of high school, whether it was football, basketball, or baseball, was to win state. So, you know, being from Nogales, we have that gritty attitude, man. We try and, we try and uh, represent our town. And, yeah, man, it was just a lot of fun. High school baseball is definitely one of those uh, times where you reminisce and you appreciate. And, you know, I just hope that all my boys are doing well. Yes, and we hope that they're all doing well, too, as well. Keep on pushing, keep on working hard. Uh, that's what my show is uh, basically based on, too, as well, is getting these people to push themselves to the limits, mm -hmm. you know, having the confidence to do something um, just like you are doing, you know yeah. what I mean? Uh, you are dealing with uh, an injury right now that we'll get a little bit later into the show. But the fact that you mentioned that you work on the offseason with a lot mm -hmm. of people, uh, I know you do camps in Nogales, yep. which helps a lot of kids out there if – Anybody doesn't know about Nogales, Nogales is a big sports town, but mostly a big baseball town. Mm -hmm. uh, we do have a World Series championship, uh, the 3070 League, I think it is. 5070. Or yep. 5070 League. And they have been there twice already. Yep. So, and the Nogales High School, after you guys lost, uh, in the state, uh, uh, not was it the championship game? So we lost. They had like a rain, man. We lost in the semis. Following year, they lost in the state championship, and then one year was kind of like a, you know, bridge year, and then they went back to back. Yeah, which is really cool. Um, so yeah, like ba like you said, baseball has always been kind of like a dynasty in Nogales. We've always had ball players and. You know, it's it's always fun to watch Nogales play. And it speaks a lot because uh, Nogales doesn't get a lot of respect. We never got a lot of respect when we played. Mm -hmm. And when you guys played, too, you guys didn't get a lot of respect. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you something. I'm going to be quite honest with you guys. We kicked a lot of people's asses. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when we let them know, too, oh, man. Yeah. Last I was there, you know. Oh, yeah. Nogales always traveled well. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? And and it's fun to watch it. Uh, yeah. Apache pride, baby. Absolutely, you know what man. I mean? Absolutely, man. <laughs> it was it was a lot of fun, man. It was a lot of fun. Um, Nogales is definitely one of those things. Like you said, you're, you're always going to reminisce and you're always going to remember. Um, but what I remember most is, you know, the family, the town, everyone getting behind you. And then, you know, you show up and beat somebody that you're not supposed to beat. And the whole town kind of like shines, you know what I mean? Oh, most definitely. And I want to give a big shout out to the fans out in the right field corner behind the wall. You guys already know who you guys are. Uh, you guys bring a lot of uh, enthusiasm, a lot of energy to the games. Oh, yeah. So big shout out to all the rucos out there, man. <laughs> you guys know who you are. Absolutely, <laughs> man. Huge shout out to them. So once you transition from Juco ball to New Mexico, how was that transition for you? It was pretty different, man. It was different. Um, as soon as we came in, you know, in Juco ball, you're just trying to be gritty, be the best in Arizona. Uh, once you get to Division One, you know, you got some of the best of the best. And, you know, I had great coaches. Coach Green was actually the assistant at Kentucky. Uh, Coach Mangrum came from Austin Pete, And Mike Brown was actually uh, one of the assistants as well at Kentucky. They kind of just preached excellence on us. You know what I mean? Excellence and, and discipline. And I remember walking in, the first thing they told me, they're like, hey, we expect you to be a Friday night starter. Um, we expect you to be a weekend starter. You will be competing. So it just kind of rose the level of intensity um, to another level that I hadn't experienced. And, 
it opened up, you know, how to work in the weight room, how to, how to get those extra reps in, how to watch film, actually talk to coach Minger about philosophy. Cause when I was at Pima community college, you know, I was scrawny. I mean, I'm st- I've always been the small kid, you know <laughs> what I mean? Scrawny little kid, barely touching 90. And, and one of the recruiting tactics that coach uh, Joel Mangrum said, he's like, bro, you come to New Mexico state, you're going to leave throwing 96, 97. And I was like, okay, like this guy's full of it. You know what I mean? Like, bro, <laughs> look at me. But then once you see his philosophy and you see the passion that he had, yeah. you, had you had no other choice but to buy in. You nice. know what I mean? So it was one of those things where it challenged me, uh, not only as a player, but as a person. Uh-huh. And it was a blessing, man. Like I said, I had great, great teammates, great coaches. Um, the city of Las Cruces has a special place in my heart just because it allowed me to lock in. You know what I mean? It allowed me to lock in. The town was always behind me. And yeah, man, it was a lot of fun. But Division One baseball is one of those uh, experiences where it's kind of like you got to sh- you either do or you don't. Yeah, you know what I mean. You show up or you don't. Yeah, you show up or you don't. So. And especially over there in New Mexico, they take their ball serious. Absolutely, man. It's like their football. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely, man. Like uh, you know, we were expected to come in and win. We're actually one of Coach Green's first recruiting class the year before. There were eleven and thirty-eight. Yeah, I remember you guys flipped that program around. Yeah, and immensely. And it was crazy, dude, because when we went on the on a visit, he didn't show me the baseball field. He didn't show me the locker room. Usually, everyone else shows you. He yeah. showed me the weight room. It was brand new. He said, "This is where you're gonna come to work, six a.m." He's like, "This is what we expect from you." And then he just had a little PowerPoint presentation on this thing of how the field was going to be, turf field, change the stands. And I was like, all right, this dude's like talking about big changes. You know what I mean? Let's see if he's about it. And, dude, within our first six months um, at school, we, we got the turf. We got new bleachers. So you see your coach kind of like putting in all that effort because it was his alma mater. Um, it was just a special pride that you had. And it reminded me of being in Nogales. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you wanted to sh- – uh, excel for that school so it was a lot of fun man i'm super thankful for that time that's crazy too because you see your coach putting in the effort and that Mm -hmm. makes you think too as well you know what if he's taking the time to make it comfortable for us and at the same time he's telling me yo we're coming to work at six guess what we're putting in that work yeah and it shows at the end because you guys had a great season that season yeah we had a great great season we had too many juco rats we had 25 juco guys oh wow uh come in and I remember Coach Green, he's like, man, you could take the kids out of JUCO, but you can't take the JUCO out of the kids because that's the <laughs> attitude we brought, bro. You know what I mean? We came in talking smack, always trying to beat everybody, and uh, we made a good turnaround. Unfortunately, couldn't make it to the regional. Couldn't finish. You know, that was a big thing. But then the year after I left, um, the freshman class that actually, you know, came up, Kyle Bradish, one of my boys, he's with the Orioles right now, big leagues. They, they got it done. Nick Gonzalez, they got it done, man. They went to the regional and represented New Mexico State. Actions. Actions. Actions, baby. Yep. You know what I mean? Actions yep. speak louder than words. And that's the great thing about you is I know you're a hard worker. You put in the time. Appreciate and it. you want to get better. Mm-hmm. You want to achieve that goal that you have and back mm-hmm. in your mind. At That is being a big leaguer. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. No doubt, man. 100%. That's like, fucking awesome, dog. Yeah, that is awesome man, to hear. There's, there's no... There's no plan B. Obviously, you know, things happen. But for me right now, you know, I'm healthy. I'm getting stronger. Um, that's still my dream, man. It's still my dream. That's the vision. That's what we work for. So take us into that day um, when you were sitting down either at your mom's house mm-hmm. or wherever you were at. And you received the call from the New York Mets mm-hmm. and said, hey, Marcel, we are drafting you. And this is it. Man, it was crazy because... 
I didn't know much about the draft, man. You know, I didn't know much about the draft. You know, I just kind of worked hard to try and win a championship. I always wanted to go to a regional, get to Omaha. That was a dream. So once, you know, we fell short, season ended, you know, Coach uh, Mangrum actually came up to me and he's like, dude, like, you got a big shot to to get drafted. And I was like, all right. So, you know, at that time, uh, Hunter Bledsoe, he's my agent now at the time, the advisor, um, called me and was like, yeah, man, it looks like you, you're going to be a day three guy because at, at that time, the draft had three days, you know what I mean, 40 rounds. So I was like, all right, cool. And uh, I thought I was going to be a New York Yankee, man, because the Yankees had called me and they're like, hey, 11th round, we want you. And I was like, all right, so – Day one, you know, you have your first two round guys, and I didn't really watch. I had a little bit of anxiety. Day two came around, and I was like, all right, I'm going to go work out, have a normal day. Went to throw with my boys at Memorial, and I was at my grandma's house, I remember, man. And Taryn, my sister's uh, daughter, she's actually my goddaughter. She was like one at the time. She was taking a little nap, and my phone started ringing, and it was actually my brother, George. And he's like, dude, let's fucking go. He's excited, and I'm like, what happened? <laughs> He's like, you're not watching? And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, dude, you just got picked up. And as he's saying that, my agent's calling me. So I was like, what the hell? You know, hung up, answered. He's like, hey, buddy. He's like, congratulations. He's like, he just got drafted in the sixth round. And I was like, New York? He's like, yeah, New York Mets. And I was like, Mets? I was like, bro, we hadn't even <laughs> talked to the Mets. Like, what the? What in the world is going on? But shout out to Kevin Roberson. He was a scout that saw me from Pima. Um, followed me all the way to New Mexico State. He took a shot on me, and it was just one of those moments, man. As soon as I called my mom, well, actually, I hung up the phone. My cousin was there. My grandma was there. You know, I let them know, call my, call my parents, and it's just one of those moments where uh, you don't forget, man, the of feeling course. that you have, you know oh, what I mean? Hell yeah. And before you know it, man, it was cool. Like, the city of Nogales was like, hey, bro, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. hell yeah, you got drafted. So it was more than just me. It was more than my family. It was kind of like, hey, a kid from Nogales just got picked up. Like, yeah. let's go, baby. Hell yeah. And there's very few of us from down there that have been picked up. Yep. But the people that have been picked up have made an impact. Yep. You know? And shout out to everybody out there putting in that work on the diamond because um, you are a dime a dozen on the diamond. Uh, there are people that you are challenging from all over the world. Uh, mm -hmm. trying to get a spot on a team that only has a roster of 48, 48-man 48 roster? So you got 40-man roster, and then from there, yeah, you got a couple that they add on just to, you know, Just reserves. in case, yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. yo, it's tough. Imagine 40-man roster, 48, uh, against the world. Yeah, yeah. Dominicanos, Venezuelanos, Americanos, uh, Japoneses, Chinos, Coreanos. The world, man. man, there's millions of people trying out there, and... The phone rings. Yeah. Hey, you got, yeah, drafted. you got drafted. Yeah, it was a surreal feeling, man. It was one of those where, you know, I thank God every moment for it. You know, it was a, a dream come true. But the next phone call was, again, my agent and was like, hey, you're going to Florida. It's time to get to work. So it was one of those calls where it's like, hey, yeah, dream come true. But <laughs> you think the work ends, it's just beginning. You know what I mean? So when your uh, agent called you and said, hey, it's time to go work, um, how fast did you leave out there? I think it was within two days. Um, it was draft day. Had one more day where the draft ended. And that following day, I was on a flight to uh, Port St. Lucie, Florida. That's where uh, the Mets spring training is. That's where the facilities are at. So, you know, we, went, we got, went over there, got the physicals. And then once you pass all that, man, they sit you in an office and put the contract right in front of you and sign the dotted line. And it was official, man. It was official. And are you still there? Yeah, yeah. I'm currently in the last year of my contract. Um, thankfully, things are looking well. Hopefully, continue with them. 
But, uh, yeah, I'm still with them. Like I said, unfortunately, my season this year fell a little short due to a season-ending uh, surgery with Tommy John. But, you know, the Mets always have a place in my heart, man. Um, I know that those people love me, and I love them just as well. So right now it's just kind of a, a point to get healthy and get, get back to it, you know. And uh, talk a little bit about your injury. Uh, Tommy John surgery, a lot of people uh, struggle from coming back from that right. surgery. Right. And it's a major surgery in baseball. Yep. It has ended careers. And I know it's not going to end yours because <laughs> you have a great surgeon, like we were talking a little bit earlier. Yes, but uh, tell us about uh, Tommy John. Explain to us a little bit. Uh, educate our listeners and let them know a little bit about what happens when you do get Tommy John. So Tommy John surgery is a very common surgery with uh, professional uh, pitchers um, specifically. And pretty much all it is, it's, uh, it's an injury to your ulnar collateral uh, ligament, your UCL. It's kind of a ligament that attaches your from, from your elbow. You know what I mean? And uh, it's just one of those things, man, where constant throwing, that's all it was, overuse of throwing. Um, you know, I, I felt a little bit of forearm soreness, but you know how it is, man. We, we say, no, you, we're good, we're good. Five <laughs> weeks passed and unfortunately went out uh, during an outing, threw a cutter. That was my new pitch this year, threw a cutter that kind of felt a little funny. Yeah. Kind of felt like my arm, like, had a little dead arm. The ball felt a little heavy, and when the manager came out, he's like, what you got? Got pulled out, you know, got an MRI, and right away they're like, hey, man, you need Tommy John surgery. Um, but it's one of those things that's very common. Um, shout out to Dr. Alchek, one of the best in the world. Um, went and saw him in New York. He's a New York Mets uh, doctor, and he immediately just told me, he's like, your ligament was just one of those that was of overuse. He's like, you're 28 years old. There's a lot of pitching. Um, but thankfully, you know, I had a successful Tommy John surgery. He said it couldn't have gone any smoother. And I'm actually f uh, a month out today. Um, and everything's been smooth, man. I had no pain. Range of motion is back. Uh, beautiful job done by the doctor. So I'm very appreciative of Dr. Alchek. And, yeah, it's kind of a 12 to 14-month uh, rehab where you got to, you know, be back in games. But uh, like you said, it does end some careers. But on the contrary, you look at guys like Justin Verlander and – and guys like DeGrom, they came back throwing harder. So, you know what I mean? With with the successful surgery and just, you know, work your ass off in the in the rehab, like I'm trying to do right now, I'm hoping to come back and be throwing harder. And you will. You will because yeah, you're dedicated you, for it. And you, you're built for it, too, yes, as well. Thank so, you. And uh, keep your head up, Marcel, because you have a bright future ahead of you, Mijito. Thank I've you, always Thank been really you. proud of you. I've always admired you. Appreciate and uh, you have uh, some great talent. Thank you, man. And Thank you, you man. have great people pushing you to be great. Yeah. So um, I know your nickname, or is it your middle name, Ali? Ali, yeah, it's my middle name. Uh, my dad gave it to me from, I rem the story he says is that, you know, all my brothers and sisters got a middle name. And, uh, you know, he was just listening on the radio and hearing about Muhammad Ali, and he was like, yep. There it is. He's and like, that's why I'm Ali. telling you, you have greatness <laughs> in your name, bro. Yeah, thank you, man. I thank you. I appreciate it. So, yeah, got, got Ali from uh, the boxer, Muhammad Ali. And you know what I mean? Can't fall short from greatness. You know what I mean? Exactly. You just keep chasing it. So. Exactly. And you got your own story to write, bro. <laughs> yes, so, sir, you know you. what I mean? So, that's pretty dope, bro. And uh, do you know what Ali stands for? No, nah, you, 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 you got like a definition for uh, that? There is oh, a definition okay. behind it, but I'm going to leave that for homework for you, bro. Okay, okay. Because like I said, be, besides being the great Ali 
And, you know, uh, it has a great significance that I'm going to leave that up for you for homework. Sweet. I appreciate that. Oh, yeah, most doubt. So you're a pitcher. Did you ever play a position, uh, a different position in Juco or in New Mexico? Nah, I mean, out of high school, I was always like a shortstop middle infielder um, and a pitcher. When I went to Pima Community College, I was kind of, you know, your dad always tells you, hey, man, like, tell me you could play the field. And I did. They gave me a shot like the first day. Um, unfortunately, my first guy that I faced was Cole Plout. He was throwing like 91, 92 from the left side with a banger. And unfortunately those at beads didn't go, didn't go <laughs> as planned. But then I got my shot on the mound through two scoreless and Heisey was like, Hey, Renteria. He's like, you see that group over there? POs? Yeah. He's like, you're one of them, man. <laughs> so yeah, man, immediately they, they put me in as, as a pitcher. And honestly, man, I'm thankful for it because yeah. I don't know, like everything starts with you. You know what I mean? Everything starts with you. It kind of reminds me of being a quarterback. You know, you got to take take charge of it. And, and what uh, you were a quarterback in high school. Yep, yep. So, no, unfortunately, I didn't get any opportunities to uh, <laughs> to play short or anything like that. I always told the coaches, like, hey, man, I can do this. And I'm like, yeah, just shut up and go yeah. go, go pitch for us. You know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, man, no, I was always just like a little middle infielder my whole life. And then as of late, just pitching. Just and there's pitching. nothing wrong with that. So I'm going to read this little quote that I found for pitchers. Okay. Uh, it goes, pitchers are like poets. They are born not made mm-hmm. what yes, you think sir. Nah, dude that's spot on man yeah. that's spot on man <laughs> especially being a professional like you said you see guys from you know venezuela the dr dominican uh, uh japan colombia the dudes that come in man they they've been pitching their whole life you know what i mean that's they've what they're dedicated to that's, that's what, what they were born to do you know yeah, what i mean yeah like that's they have one job in life and one job only. Yeah, you can, you can't you can't uh you can't build an arm you know what i mean you can't build an arm you just Thankfully, you know, like I said, I've always been throwing my whole life and, you know, I'm I'm blessed to be a pitcher, man. It's it's fun. It's fun. Oh, I could imagine. You know what I mean? And the good thing about it is that uh, a lot of Major League Baseball teams, they have to have a full roster mm-hmm. full of pitchers and catchers. Mm-hmm. And that betters your chance in oh, yeah. getting into the league as well. Absolutely. Uh, you know, opportunities, uh, the market for pitching is always high, man. You know, you always need you always need pitchers. And like I said, injuries happen. Like I said, I'm not the first pitcher that's had Tommy John. It happens every year, and uh, those uh, when someone goes down, you know, it's the next man up. It's the oh, next exactly. man up. So, uh, yeah, I'm just thankful, man. That and that's the thing with sports that a lot of people need to understand, that uh, you are a number. You know, mm-hmm. yes, you have your last name on that jersey, which mm-hmm. is fucking dope. But once you go down, let me tell you something. There is a crowd of people oh, bro. waiting for that opportunity, and they're not sleeping on it. You know nope. what I mean? Nope. So that what that what has to make you be stronger and strive to be better yeah. coming back from an injury. No, and it's true, man, because I actually came back from an ACL injury the year before. We're going to touch base on that right and now. When that happened, man, yeah, when that happened, you know, I got back to Binghamton, our hometown, and my locker was no longer my locker. Yeah, yeah, someone else's name. You know, my bags, my locker was packed. How in my did bags. that feel? Dude, it was one of those where it was legit. I was like, damn, this game is cutthroat, bro. Yeah. It's cutthroat, you know what I mean? But I took it as uh, as fuel, you know what I mean? Throughout that whole rehab, I was like, hell no, bro. Like I, the, That's my spot. Yeah, that's my spot, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, I'm thankful for my boy that got the opportunity to take that locker, but that locker is mine, you know what I mean? I, I got to get it, get it back. So, yeah, it's cutthroat, man. There's a lot, like you said. You're just a number. You're just a number, and you got to be the hot hand, man. You got to be the hot hand, and if you're not the hot hand, it's the next man up. 
And so it's the business of it. we'll go and touch base on last year. Kay. So last year you were on the mound. Yep. You had a right-hand batter batting. Yep. And you decided to throw a 98-mile-per-hour fastball up yep. close and personal. <laughs> and all of a sudden, boom, ding, ding, ding. Yeah, things happen, man. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest, man. It, it, you look back at the situation, there was nothing that had happened earlier. It wasn't personal. It was just full count, or actually 0-2, bases loaded, two outs. And uh, Tyreek Reed, you know what I mean? I still I still want to get my, my second round with it. I don't forget. You know what I mean? I don't forget his name. But, calling uh, you out, bro. Yeah, calling him out. I, w- I had struck him out the at-bat before with a fastball up. And, uh, you know, 0-2, I'm like, all right, you're going to get it again, bro. Here it comes. And it was one of those that, you know, ran high and tight. And I was arguing that it had hit his bat because the way it sounded, you know, I've been hit in the hand before. I've gotten – I broke my hand uh, with a fastball. It's a different sound. You know a sound oh, from a definitely. bat to, to a hand. So immediately I start arguing with the umpire, like, yo, I need help, bro. Like, it's bases loaded. A run's going to score if you award on the base. And, you know, as I look at the first base umpire asking for help, Tyreek Reed's there, you know, he starts saying a little something, like, what are you saying? And I just called him out. I was like, bro, that hit your bat. You know, obviously other things were said, you know, <laughs> the right words. And before you know it, it was the F-U, F-U, and boom, shit went down, man. We started throwing hands. Um... And then it was just a blur, dude. I went to tackle some kid, and when I did, I got hit by actually one of their coaches, and my foot went down, and it was literally a football injury. Yeah. My, my, AC, my ACL just tore, man. ACL, MCL, and meniscus. It was a football injury on the, on the diamond. On the diamond, yeah. From a brawl, and uh, it immediately I went from, like, F you to, like, damn, dude, my knee. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was like, damn, like, my get knee. Get off of me. Yeah. Get off of me, Back my up. knee. Yeah, um, for sure. So it was just one of those moments, man. I mean, you know, two guys competing at a high level. We get a little pissed off because I, f- I come to find out that Tyreek Reed's actually one of the nicest kids in that org. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and you, I mean, respectfully, you could ask the Mets. I yeah. think a lot of guys, you know, say the same about me. But when you're competing out there, and hey, it's all uh, it, all it's or nothing. All, it's all or nothing, man. Yeah. It's all or nothing. Unfortunately, it ended the way it did. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we're just competing, man. Oh, two, two two competitors going. And it out. happens. Yeah. Uh, it happens. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and touch base on a little story of mine too. We were out there in uh, Millington, Tennessee, playing mm-hmm. uh, the D2 uh, College World Series. And we ended up facing Delaware Tech. Oh. And we lost to them in the first round, but ended up meeting them in the championship and unfortunately yeah. lost. Yeah. But the that was the first game of the NCAA tournament. And guess what? Bench is cleared. Bench is cleared. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> it happens, bro. It happens. That's it's part I'm, of baseball, though. It, it really is, man. It really is. It's one of those where, you know, when it happens, you got to go. It's, it's all out. You know what I mean? It's all out. But it's part of the game, man. It's part of the game. And... You know, unfortunately, it ended the way it ended. But, you know, I came back from that that uh, ACL surgery. And, uh, yeah, it was just one of those stories, man, that I'll, I'll keep for the rest of my life because, you know. Yeah, I love the video, bro. I got to see the video. It was it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, bro, it's just one of those things, you know what I mean? Uh, at least we went down fighting. You know what I mean? That's what I always say. And so. you know what? Let, let's touch a little bit about that. Baseball. Do you remember baseball back in the day? Seeing it back in the day, oh, too, yeah, as well? Man, you know, growing up. Physical. Right? Absolutely, bro. I mean, look at what happened a couple of weeks ago with uh, Ramirez and Tim Anderson. You know what I mean? Anderson got caught with a hook. It wasn't the first brawl. It ain't going to be the last brawl. You oh, know bro, he I mean? put him to sleep. Yeah, he put him to sleep, bro. He put him to sleep. And that's the thing, man, that, like, it, it's it's a part of it, bro. It's a part of it. Terry Francona said it best. Boys will be boys. 
Yep. And, you know, it's it's a part of the game where when it goes down, you know, you just hope that nothing severely happens. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. So with these two injuries that you have faced these past two years, uh, mm-hmm. the adversity that you had to go through, um, what does the future look for you? How is the future for you? What are you thinking that you can possess in order to get these injuries behind you mm-hmm. and move forward? I mean, honestly, man, well, the one thing that I will say with injuries, and I, <laughs> you're going to think I had a bad luck. The year before that, that's when I got hit in the hand. I was in AAA, came to bunt, bunting situation, got hit in the hand. That season ended early because I needed surgery on my hand. So what what it's taught me, man, is that you just got to keep going. You got to keep going. You know what I mean? I, I learned I I learned a lot about myself. Um, and when you're coming back, it, you literally sit with your thoughts, and it's one of those things where it's like, all right, I'm gonna come back, but am I really about it? Am I really about it? Do I have the dedication? Do I have you the determination? Second guess yourself a little bit, huh? It's kind of not second guess, but, you know, like I said, it's a tough game, man. Oh, yeah. It's a tough game. You're not getting any younger. There's always younger prospects, but that's where, you know, you start thinking of who you are. And I started thinking of what I got to offer as far as not just a pitcher, but, you know, in the locker room. Um, I've always been a leader on every team that I've been in. And for me, man, it's just kind of been like, all right, so what? What's next? And uh, each injury, man, has taught me a lot about myself. And if anything, I've gotten more confident of who I am. Um, it, it gave me a chance to watch myself without judging. You know what I mean? I just kind of watched the game. Like, what do I do well? What do I need help in? Where, where do I need to, um, you know, improve my game in? And each time, man, thankfully, you know, I've come back stronger. I've put in, you know, a lot of work. And uh, with this surgery, you know, I'm going to come back at the age of 30 or actually 29 going to 30 so you start thinking back and that's a lot of baseball being played you know what i mean and now i know exactly who i am i know what i bring to the table and during my rehab process now it's just kind of like get strong and get back to it man get back to it so it's one of those things where it challenges you uh more mentally than anything um but that's where my faith you know to the man above my family's always been you know on your great days pray yeah on, on your worst days you know keep praying of course and um you know, it just gives me that confidence, man. There's never been a doubt in my mind where it's been like, you know, maybe I shouldn't do this. Maybe I shouldn't do that. Like, like you said, man, I have that vision. I have that hunger to make it to the big leagues and I'm very realistic. And the way I was pitching this year, I was like, you know what, man, I still got a lot to offer. And it helped that I had like great managers like Reed Brignac, you know, was in the bigs. Um, AJ was my pitching coach, uh, AJ Sager. And all these guys were like, bro, you still got a lot of baseball left in you. That's you awesome. got a lot of baseball left in you. Tommy John's nothing out of the ordinary. They're like, if anything, you're going to come back throwing harder. You know what I mean? Your ACL surgery is going to be two years out. You're actually going to have that strength now. So it's just one of those things, man, where you just got to keep working. You so what keep does that working. put in your head, though? Because I know you're sitting at home and you're mm-hmm. thinking, fuck, is it over or fuck? What am I going to do? Like, I should be out on the field right now. Oh, yeah. And you know oh, what yeah. I mean? But to have your coaches say, hey, dude, you still got a lot left. You still got a lot of field yeah. that tank. Like, what does that and how does that motivate you? Man? Oh, dude, it, it's the best. You know what I mean? You, you have guys that have played professional, like big league baseball. You've seen guys who have seen a lot of baseball. And for them to tell you, like, yo, man, you still got it. Like, don't give up. It just gives you that little extra motivation to where when those voices do come in your head, you're like, nah, man. Like, it ain't just my belief. Like, there's people believing in me. And, you know, I can't let them down. You know what I mean? It's just one of those things where you have your circle. They lift you up on your bad days. 
But uh, yeah, man, I'm I'm a big I I love Kobe Bryant. Yeah, you know, RP to one Rest of the biggest Kobe. legend. Uh, Mamba, Mamba, Black Mamba. Mamba mentality. You can look at my phone, bro. I got a Black Mamba right yeah, there, just kind of chilling. Yeah, you know, most right? definitely. Just kind of chilling and waiting for the opportunity to strike. Absolutely, yeah, man. And it's one of those things where you just strive to be the best that you can every day, and you're gonna look up and you're gonna be better off than where you were. You know what I mean? Most so definitely. that's one of those. Uh, it's one of those moments where you know you just. Yeah, you're going to have your bad days. You're going to have the days where you're like, damn, bro, am I really about this? Like, do I really got what it takes to come back again? And then the second I step into the gym, you know, shout out to Push Performance and Next Era. That's where I'm doing my rehab again. Uh, DJ Edwards works with a lot of big leaguers. Um, Austin Riff, Dr. Nick uh, at Next Era. They're, they're doing a tremendous job with my rehab. So every time I walk into the gym, man, there's no doubt that what the goal is and that's to get to the big leagues and you know i'm so appreciative of the people in my life and you know just gotta keep working hard bro gotta hey, keep working hard and faith is big too you yep. know what i mean yep. um with that being said about faith um have you ever hidden that point like to yourself like that rock bottom point where you said sasuke yeah it's like no no se puede. I, I won't be able to and has that affected you in a way Nah, bro. I wouldn't say I've ever gotten to the point where, like, dude, I'm done. But I've gotten to the point where it's like, okay, when, if if things don't work out the way I want them to work out, like, what's next? You know, so the what's next question is always scary. There bro. you go. That's a lot better. It's always what's scary. Next. Like, yeah. the what's next is scary. And uh, for me, I'm still going to be in baseball, bro. You know, I actually had a talk with the Mets, and they were like, bro, like, obviously, we still believe in you, but, uh, you know, being bilingual, being from Nogales, the, the, the level that you've reached, you know, baseball is different now, man. You got a lot of technology coming in. Um, and I know that because it kind of you, you need to know it to kind of like up your game. You know what I mean? Exactly. You got to understand. And they told me, man, like you got a future in this game if it ain't playing coaching. So that's one thing that like you, you mentioned the baseball camps. I'm actually uh, working with Justin. Uh, Felix, Jordan Felix, and Aloysius Cruz, uh, you know, they got a gym down in Nogales, Train to Go. We just partnered with Aggie Baseball. We have three or four teams, actually, the 12U, 15U, uh, 16U, and the 17U. I've seen those tryout things. Yeah, How has that been going for you guys? Yeah, and it was great. Uh, we had tryouts on Saturday. Um, had a great turnout. As a matter of fact, in high school, we had 35 kids come out. Oh, shout out um, to the parents that took the kids out absolutely, there, too, as well. Absolutely, man, absolutely. It starts with you guys, man. Yeah, it really does. It really does. Like, that's one thing that, you know, I want to, I told the kids like, Hey, your parents brought you out here, man. Like a lot of sacrifices. And when you grow up, you start noticing that. So that's why I want to take this opportunity to thank my parents for those sacrifices that they did. Take me to every practice, every tournament, but it's cool, man. I have that passion, you know, being out on the baseball field. I actually said it to Matt Bachelier, another kid from Nogales is playing at Sac State. He was helping us out. Um, as well as monster, uh, Bracamonte. I told him like, bro, obviously I want to be playing, but this is the next best thing. Being out of baseball field, helping the future of Nogales, especially, man. Nogales, like we always talk about, we got a lot of talent. Man. Oh, most definitely. A lot of talent. So the first thing I tell them, I'm like, hey, man, my goal is to help you guys become better ball players, but most of all, become better men. You know what I mean? And hopefully they get their opportunities. So I know I got a future in this game, whether it's playing, um, which is still my goal. You know what I mean? I still got a lot in me. But the second that hat turns down, I'm going to put my coaching hat on and help the next kid uh chase their dream so and you'll get there trust me you will get there with all the hard work that you have thank you man keep on pushing yourself keep on striving to be the best that you can and uh god is good god is great 
and time, he'll, he's gonna open the door for you too as well time. thank you man oh all yeah all most time. definitely so uh what people don't know about baseball is that baseball is a 10 month almost 11 month sport mm-hmm. it is continuous it is not like your 16 week of football and take a break and come back preseason Baseball is the longest running sport and you are constantly playing. If you once your season is over, what do you do? You have about I want to say 2 weeks to check out. You know, you you fully check out, you know, you do what you want to do. You go with your family, you go on vacation, you kind of just hang out. But then after those two weeks, as much as you feel like, oh, dude, I, I should rest, like in the back of your mind, you're like, dude, there's people working. I better get back to work. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like it's a, it's a, it's it's addicting, like you said, first oh, yeah. of all. So, you know, that's where you go back to the drawing board, man. After each season, you're like, what do I got to improve on? What did I do good? What did I, what do I need to work on? And you just go back to work. You just go back to work. And that's all it is because, like you said, there's somebody working harder than you are and uh i that was the mentality for myself growing up as an athlete saying you know what dude you're at the house guess what that other kid is doing right now he's at the park yep he's shooting he's at the park throwing the tennis ball against the wall he's taking extra cuts you know Mm -hmm. what i mean there is always somebody that is working harder than you to get that spot Absolutely, man. And it's true. I, I see it firsthand. And that's the one thing that I try to tell these kids in Nogales. Like, dude, we're 15. We're worried about, you know what I mean? Oh, dude, I'm going to be in high school. You know, I want to play this. Well, you have kids 15 in the DR. They're already the academy. You know what I mean? They already got professional teams looking at them because that's their way out of the island. It's the truth. You know exactly. what I mean? They, they play with a different passion. Yeah. Their different passion ain't. That's their schooling. Bro, it's Baseball. their schooling. It's it's their family fortune. It's everything, man. It's everything. And uh, being in pro ball, seeing that firsthand, and making great relationships with those dudes, uh, you know, I, I give them the, my utmost respect because you know they did it. They got they got out of the island. They're here in the U.S. chasing their dreams. But now, when I go to the 15, 16 year olds, I'm like, no, y'all don't understand, man. Yeah, the sacrifices. I was like, if y'all want to play professional baseball, it's not just working hard you got to be some of the best in the world because that's what it's all about you know what i mean that's really who plays at that elite level so best baseball moment that you have had in your Ooh, career in that you career. can say you know what this was the time where i made huevos. <laughs> i sacked up and yep. you know what this is the i mean high school you had great moments mm-hmm. juco i'm mm-hmm. pretty sure you had some moments with the aggies you had some great moments yep. i mean you have some stories to tell where right. you can actually write a book, right? Which would be dope. Yeah, I'm actually writing a little memoir right now. Um, it's a little, you know, personal piece for myself in this rehab. I actually read a George St. Pierre book. I love them. I may, um, and his book was all about uh, his ACL surgery. But uh, as far as my greatest moment, man, that's tough, dude. I think, I think, Honestly, like, there's a lot of games where you can say, like, yeah, man, like, you did well. But I remember my very first big league camp. I got out there, and, you know, I'm I'm on a field, and step up, man. You see Francisco Lindor that just had a $300 million contract. You know what I mean? You're like, damn, that's when you know that there's levels to this game. You know what I mean? (laughs) And uh, facing those dudes, you know, thankfully I struck him out. It was just a simple little practice. It was a simple little practice, you know, but it was one of those moments where – I was like, yo, I belong here. I belong here. You Let's know what I mean? I face, yeah, you face some big leaguers. You you, you strike them out, and you're like, yo, I belong here. Yeah. And coming out of the ACL surgery this year, there was a game in uh, Akron. 
you know, went to extras. I came in in the ninth uh, tie game. It was pretty much a sold-out crowd, dude. Akron has a great atmosphere. And uh, we went to the 11th inning. Unfortunately, we fell a little short because uh, that whole runner on second base rule <laughs> sucks because, you know what I mean, <laughs> it's a free guy on base. But yeah. it was, that was one of those moments, man, where – I don't know if you play Madden. Yeah. You know, Madden, you got the little X factor. Dude, I just felt that. I had a slow <laughs> heartbeat. I was just like, it don't matter who's up here. You know what I mean? I'm. You're going to get the best of me. So I think this year that that was probably my big moment. Oh, awesome. Absolutely. Awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, I got to play against uh, Chuck Carr. Uh, nice. I got to play against Vinny Castilla, uh, Uruviel Durazo, and uh, Fernando Valenzuela nice. at the end of his career. So yeah. I got to – and I, I faced a lot of good high school people. I got to face uh, Will Smith. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh my God, are, are these names? They they play for CDO and they played uh, professional baseball. Um, oh my God, I can't. I'm throwing a blank right now. But you know what? It was great to face those guys, and uh, uh, they hated me. Yeah, they bro. fucking hated that, me yeah, because bro. we got there and we whooped their ass. Yep. Shelly Duncan and Chris Duncan. My bad. No, you're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the Duncan you. brothers. Yeah, the Duncan brothers. <laughs> yeah, man. But every time that uh, I got to face them against CDO, bro, yo les metía una gran cagada, yeah, and they fucking hated me. Chris yeah. would come in and cleat me, sliding into second base. When I go back to first base, they hit yeah, you with bro. the glove in the face. Oh, it's baseball gritty, brutal, bro. dog. Yeah. But I love it. It's grimy. It's grimy, bro. And actually bringing that up. Uh, First time I, you know, growing up, you want to play for the University of Arizona or ASU, you know what I mean, being a kid from Arizona. So I got overlooked, man. I always had that little chip on my shoulder, and we actually came to Tucson, Arizona with the Aggies. We're playing at the University of Arizona, and I came in a relief, and it was cool, bro, because I could picture it right now. When I was warming up, I remember looking up at the stands, and it was, you know, my, my mom, my dad, my brother, my sister, and then all my friends, dude, no gallus, like, just maxed out. And I faced Bobby Dahlbeck, Cesar Salazar, and uh, J.J. Matajevic, three big leaguers, struck out the side, dude. And it was one of those things where, yeah, we were losing the game, but it was uh, it was more for Nogales, bro. Yeah, and you, you know walked I mean? off like with up. your head high, yeah. you know, with your I, chest out. Absolutely. I looked down. I remember I looked at the dugout, man, and I stared Jay Johnson in the face, and it wasn't him. It was more toward Andy Lopez. I wish he was in the other dugout. Yeah, so you can kind of tell him, this like, what yeah, you miss, bro. Bitch. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it was one of those moments, man, where – um, I'll always remember that because I was doing it for my family. I was doing yeah. it for Nogales, and it was cool, man. As soon as I struck those three guys out, the whole crowd went crazy. So cool. when you came down and played, did you guys play at the old uh, base or the new baseball field or yeah. uh, the old one? No, the new one. The new one. As a matter of fact, they had just put that new uh, scoreboard at left field. And the old one is where the Cleveland Indians used to play, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So here's my story about Nogales, too. So I was chosen to play the 4A, 5A All-Star game, too, mm-hmm. as well. Um, I did not get no offers anywhere, nothing to uh, to go play anywhere. And going into that game, it was me and Ricky Techea representing yep. Nogales, Arizona. And with that being said, uh, eight put outs at third base, uh, two, f- two for two, and winning the uh, MVP for the 4A, oh, yeah. 5A All-Star game against oh, all yeah. those people. And I would look up to the scoreboard and see the names and the schools that we're going to. Yep. And at the end seen chris felix mvp and i was yeah, like I'm yeah, the, you know bro, what i mean yeah, so i know exactly what yep. you're feeling yeah, and what you bro. felt that time because that was the best feeling for me as a baseball player thinking you know what you guys overlook somebody from a small town Absolutely. and guess what we came to ball and yeah, we're ballers yep. too yep. you know so now nah, i feel that bro 100 it's always cool when you represent your hometown you oh know yeah what i mean 
put Nogales on the map, bro. Oh, yeah, big put time. Put all the Nogi boys on the, on oh, the map. Oh, big time, big time, dog. So, with that being said, dog, best baseball movie out there, bro. Ooh, I mean, okay. For, first of all. Oh, give me your top three. Let's I, go with I, that. I, for me, growing up, man, the Sandlot, number one. Um, Dude, that, that, that scene of the fireworks. Bro, that that thing sticks to my mind to this day. Every Fourth of July, it's always one of the best best days to play. So, I think the Sandlot, I think Bold uh, Bold Durham for sure is up there. And then, oh, number three, probably one of the major league ones. I like Moneyball. Moneyball's Moneyball. up there. Moneyball's yeah. up there. Actually, it's pretty cool. One of my coaches, Chad Cruder, um, came out in the movie Moneyball. He was our he was my high A coach and my triple A coach in 2021. Came out in the movie Hard uh Moneyball and uh, I'm sorry Hardball was one, my Hardball. third one. Wow. Yeah. But uh Moneyball, he came out and he actually chose he got to pick the cast and had practice so he kind of showed us like a whole video on his phone like it was cool dude cuz now I look at the movie and I'm like no shit Chad Cooter's <laughs> right there bro. That's dope. Um so yeah, I I got to put those but yeah, number 1 Sandlot, 2 is Bull Durham, 3 I like Hardball, bro. Hardball's pretty the Excellent. the, the Cucumbas. Right, right, yeah. right. That's dope, bro. Great movies right there, man. If you guys have not seen any of the baseball movies, go out there and check them out, man. They are great. Uh, he didn't mention the natural too as well. If you guys have ever seen mm-hmm. a Sunday night baseball game on ESPN, they have a field of dreams in which mm-hmm. the major league baseball players go out there and play and they play out in a cornfield, which do. is dope. Is I so think sick, that is bro. one of the coolest things. Absolutely. And I hope you get the chance to one day pitch at that stadium. I appreciate bro. it, man. Yeah. Field of dreams is also up there too. That's what I'm saying, bro. You asked for three. I'm like, ah, it's tough. You know what I mean? It's tough. You got so many, bro. Oh, most so definitely. Many. And it's funny, dude, actually, uh, one of my teammates, Justin Courtney, yeah. If you look up on Netflix, you look at uh, the Nolan Ryan movie. He was actually him. Oh, really? Yeah, that was him. Yeah, yeah, I looked at him when I first met him. And I'm like, bro, this guy looks familiar, bro. And he just kept looking at me. I was like, Court, why do I? Why have I seen you before? He's like, well, I actually pitched against you uh, at the University of Maine. He's like, but you're probably thinking of the Nolan Ryan movie. He's like, I played him. I'm like, no shit, yeah, dude. Hilarious. I was like, yo, yeah. So it's pretty cool, man. You see some teammates or coaches that actually come out in baseball movies. It's it's a small world, man. It's oh, yeah, cool. big time. That's why I'm saying the circle of life, bro. Yeah, sometimes man. you don't even know who you run into, mm-hmm. and you're in the weirdest spot sometimes <laughs> in the world yeah, or any place you're at, and all of a sudden you're like double take yourself. You're like, damn is that you bro like what You're the like, hell are you what? doing over here yeah, bro. yeah, yeah that, it's one of those i've been things. in australia bro playing basketball and i look and i'm like what the fuck you know what dog <laughs> yeah. what the fuck are you doing You're here right, dude out of all the places in the world <laughs> i see you in australia you know what that's I mean? funny man the world's <laughs> small dude the world is actually very, it small, is very bro. small especially in the world of sports um you just it's cool the, the people you get to meet the places you get to go you know what i mean it's all a blessing for sure most definitely, Doug. So uh, my co-host, uh, Baby D, could not be here with us today, but uh, she has a segment in uh, the show, and it's called The Thought of the Day. So what Baby D does is she gives out a thought, and we reflect on it. Okay. So Baby D was generously sending us a quote and by the man called Babe Ruth. Mm. So you had mentioned the movie The Sandlot. And in the sign lot, the ninth player, the last player that got picked to play, did not know who Babe Ruth was. Right. <laughs> killing me, Smalls. You're killing me, Smalls. Come on. So Babe Ruth had this to say. Never let the fear of striking out keep you from playing the game. Yep. 
Reflect on that. It's true, man. For me, it just says, you know, if, if you are scared of failing, you're going to fail, man. You're going to fail 100%. So, you know, the thought of failure can't stop you from, from entering your dreams, man. And that's one thing. We, we've all felt it. I've been to the bullpen where, you know what I mean, I'm a little nervous and my legs are heavy and I'm like, bro, what in the world is going on? Because, you know, it's a big moment. You know you're going to go in and first thing I think, man, it's like, fuck that. Like, let's go. <laughs> like, excuse my language, but like, no, you're let's good. fucking go, man. Yeah. Like, like I, can't, I can't be scared because you go in scared, man. It's like a boxer going to a ring. You know what Almost I mean? You definitely. go in scared, you're going <laughs> to get, get knocked out. out. Yeah. You're going to get knocked out. So it's one of those <laughs> things, man. You can't, can't let the fear of failure stop you. For sure. And uh, I think this quote is great. Um, I'm going to go ahead and read it to you guys one more time. Never let the fear of striking out keep you from playing the game. And that, too, reflects on injuries. Yep. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So don't be afraid uh, of getting injured because it's part of the game. Yep. I mean, we don't want to get injured. It's not in our game plan. Mm -mm. Uh, we don't expect it to happen to mm -hmm. us. But you know what? Things happen. Yeah. And things happen for a reason. Yep. You know, sometimes uh, we need to take injury as a base to say, all right, Let's start over. Let's reflect on what's working for us, what's not working for us. And at the same time, let's roll with it yeah. because we need to make the best out of, our, out of our situation. Absolutely, man. And to all the future ball players, you know, listening, if you ever get hurt, man, <laughs> it ain't the end. It's not the end, man. You know, at the end of the thing, things are going to be okay. And if at that moment it's not okay, then it's it's not the end. You know what I mean? You, you got to keep going. So, yeah. Bro, you came in at the right point and at the right moment. Check this out. Joe DiMaggio said it best. Mm. When baseball is no longer fun, mm -hmm. it's no longer a game. Yep. It's very true, bro. And that's the one thing you could ask every kid. You could ask my little nephew. My little nephews, Reggie and Irvin, you know what I mean? Shout out to them. Shout out. I got to give a shout out to my goddaughters, you know what I mean? Taryn and Stella. But I always tell my little nephews, man, at the end of the day, have fun. You got to have fun, man. This is this is a kid's game. It's kind of like one of those things, man, where you look back and it's like, and dude, I have big leaders that have told me this when they're struggling, when, you know, sports kind of bring a little mental uh, cloud sometimes. It doesn't matter if you're hot one day and then one day you're not and you're like, bro, I'm the worst player in the world. <laughs> and everyone reverts back to playing wiffle ball in the backyard. Right. Dude, it's just one of those things. When you were a little kid, you didn't give a shit what the score was. You didn't care what your batting average was. I'm sorry. You did care about the score. You wanted to beat your friend. You yeah, know of course. I mean? But it just goes back to see ball, hit the ball. You had the ball in your hand. Throw it as hard as you can and make a miss. Shit, when we were playing ball at Nana's house, we used to crush cans and get the broomstick and break the broomstick. And bro. then I would be pissed. But yeah, bro. guess what? We had fun. Well, yeah, <laughs> dude. We still have fun in the in the you know the holiday in back in Port St. Lucie. There's just a big open field of grass. Bro, when when days would get canceled, you got long days, we get the bottle caps, a little like you said, the broomstick, and we're just playing games out there, yeah. man. It's the fun. That's the one thing I tell kids, man. Like, work hard. Yes, work hard. Do everything right. But at the end of the day, have fun, man. You got to have fun because the it's most a kid's important game. part. It's yeah. a kid's game. You guys got to understand that it's a kid's game. Uh, for you parents out there that go out to the games, uh, just mm -hmm. remember some of you guys might have played, some of you guys might not have played. But let the kids have fun. Absolutely. You know, don't get involved Absolutely. into where you're making it ridiculous for yourself yep. and embarrassing yourself. Because yep. you're not embarrassing the kids. Yep. You're embarrassing yourself. Yep. 
let the kids have fun. Let them play. Let them make their memories. Absolutely. Um, we used to, uh, our old house in Rico. me and my brother and my cousins, we'd sit on top of a mountain and hit uh, rocks down. So we have our Easton bats, the old school Easton <laughs> bats. Yeah. Just toss up the rock and boom. Yep. Yeah. Used to do that, that. Dude, I did that in my... Uh, in my backyard, dude. Uh, <laughs> I remember. I still see it to this day, dude. Uh, yeah. You know, we we're, we're, we live at the bottom of the hill, so there's yep. like houses up top. Yep. Well, I always thought the green monster was sick. Well, right. looking at that, it was my brown monster. It's just a thing of dirt. You know what I mean? <laughs> you're trying to hit home runs up there. You're trying to do everything. But it's all about having fun, man. And, dude, you have grown men, grown men crying about this game. And at the end of the day, we remind each other, like, bro, this could be your last day playing the game. Do you want to remember it being miserable? Or you want to remember it having fun. Exactly. And they having fun, man. It just kind of takes the monkey off the back. You know what I mean? And it's kind of like, bro, when I was eight years old, pulling up to the to little league, you know, you have your gum, you see your friends. It's like, bro, this is life. You know what For I mean? It's the, it's the best thing in the world. So yeah, man, parents, um, you know, you guys do an amazing job taking them out to practices. I know that, they believe in the dreams um, that the kids want, but at the end of the day, make sure they have fun. And if they're not having fun, find the root of the problem, um, whatever it is, and, you know, make the game fun again. That's that's it. Marcel Renteria, bringing it in our show. <laughs> Hits off the streets, man. Once again, Marcel, man, thank you for joining us, bro. It has been a pleasure chopping it up with you, having you here at the house, man. You are more than welcome anytime you like. Uh, I really appreciate you taking the time of the day and coming and hanging out with your boy, man. Bro, no, thank you, man. I remember I was a sixth grader, man, and I would walk into Desert Shadows, see you in the front desk, and every time I, was, I thought you were the coolest dude, I was like, Chris, what's up, my <laughs> man? Like, how are you, bro? But no, I appreciate it, man. It's an honor. Um, big shout out to you, what you're doing, you know, representing Nogales, doing big things yourself, man. And like I said, it's an honor and a pleasure to be here, and I appreciate you opening you know, your home yes. uh, to me and, you know, man, it, it was a great time, man. I, I really, you. I really enjoy being here. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. So this is a part of the show that I like to hand over to our guests. And uh, we talked about a lot of things on the show, but mm -hmm. is there anything that you would like to tell our listeners um, if you would like to educate them? Uh, this is your freestyle. This is your show now. Oh. I'm handing my show over to you. Oh, okay. So if there is anything that you would like to say or give any advice, uh, this is your time to shine. Nah, man. Honestly, for me, whether your profession is in sports, whether your profession is as a teacher, fireman, whatever your profession is, man, you know, the biggest thing to wake up every day is to have a purpose. You know what I mean? And whether you feel like the tiniest person in the world you're always one person away from impacting their life. And, uh, you know, my biggest thing is if, if you have trouble, if you know me personally, if you don't, reach out, man. You know, I'm always I'm always uh, willing to help out people. But my biggest thing is, you know, have faith in yourself, believe in yourself. Um, if you're a man of God, if you're a woman of God, you know, pray to him because he does listen. And when he listens, he answers those prayers. But uh, now my biggest thing, man, is strive for greatness. Whatever it is that you do, you have your passion. The scariest thing to do in the world is to chase your dreams, man. But it's also the, the coolest thing. So at the end of the day, chase your dreams. Do whatever it is that your heart desires and, uh, you know, reach for excellence. That's it, man. Words. Words, baby. <laughs> wow, philosophy right here. We got an educated man right here. That's what I love. So we've been shouting out people, too, throughout the show. But go ahead and give your final shout outs and tell everybody where they can uh, reach you and look you up, man. Yeah, just shout out again to my boys at T2G. Much love to you guys. Shout out to my boys back in Binghamton. Actually, 
making a playoff run. You know, I'm always praying for you guys, praying that you guys get your dreams to the big leagues as well. Um, mostly shout out to all the people in Nogales, man, all the young ball players. I love y'all, man. I hope that I can be a role model for you guys. Whatever you guys need, please hit me up. Uh, follow me on Instagram at Marcel uh, underscore Ali. Uh, that's the only social media that I have right now. Um, if not, you could follow me on Facebook as well. Just look up my name. And uh, yeah, man, shout out to my family. I love you guys. Um, shout out to God, man. First and foremost, you know what I mean? Big God time. is great, man. God is great. God is good. God is great. Yep. And all my friends, man, I love you guys. And uh, yeah, man, just thank you, bro. Thank you again. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. And with that being said, man, this has been Hits Off the Streets. You already know your boy, El Profe, bringing you nothing but heavy hitters. We want to thank everybody for listening. Check us out on all platforms. Sorry, had a brain fart there. Check us out on all platforms. Uh, we'll be uh, having all these interviews coming up pretty soon. And uh, once again, I want to thank my special guest for today, Marcel Ali Renteria. And with that being said, we are.